Guys, I'm going to cut right to it. We're going to cut the small talk. I'm just going to go to it so we can talk, and then Joel doesn't have an aneurysm. Uh, this was <laughs> this is a little second take, because this is what I was going to say last time, but, you know. Anyway. <clears throat> Do you suffer from being an idiot? Do you often find yourself making claims that make no sense and try to pass them off as facts? Did you never have a relationship with your father and didn't realize the impact it had on your own masculinity and confidence in your adult life until it was much too late and now you're stuck just talking about childish stuff that three people care about? Us too. But first this, Young Busters, heart, respect, good cameos, all of this and much, much more on this edition of Sequel Men, the podcast. Coming at you, not live from Somerville. Three men talk about the films you care about. Or don't. It's the Sequel Men Podcast and it starts right now. Coming at you, not live from a dirt farm in... Where the fuck is it? Two, three men, (laughs) two and a half men, talk about the the films you care about. Or don't. It's the Sequel Men Podcast, and it starts right now. See, you don't need me. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of, way of getting Sequel Men, uh, the podcast. I'm one of your... <laughs> I'm, I'm actually I'm fucking on time today. I'm happy to be here. One of your hosts, Christian, bring it all. And to my other... Is, well, I, I'm going to have him introduce you. Uh, go ahead. Hey, uh, Spencer. Hi. How are you? And to my immediate left or right or middle, it doesn't matter if he's in your earbuds, you're listening to him and you'll hear him in just a second. His name starts with J. And isn't jackass, surprisingly, but he's a good fella sometimes, for the most part, when he feels like it. He drives strangers around in his car, and he hasn't gotten stabbed with a pencil yet. There's still time to do it. Joel, the voice, Powie. Oh, I get to talk? You're not going to do an impression. Oh, I get to talk? Well, uh, yes, thank you. I am uh, Joel. Uh, you can follow me on uh, LNB. That's the voice of yeah, LNB. Right. We uh, unfortunately our season is over. Uh, fucking uh, fuck Ferris. Ferris. Oh, I mean, uh, uh, and uh, we we have a I have a, <laughs> my my own personal um, uh, email. My my I'm launching actually a new social media website for uh, my boss. Um, it's uh, it, Joel's, <laughs> Joel's Joel's balls. Uh, 67. Joel's boulders. Joel's boulders. Because 69 was taken, and that's the whole handle. And again, that is Joel's balls, 67, because 69 was taken. Um, Yeah, thank you. Or is it because Um, I'm too short? So, yeah, thank you. Thank you guys for that. Uh, We're talking. This is just a great film. This is a good legacy sequel. Christian, what are we talking about today? On Sequel Men, the podcast, the podcast where we go over uh, many film franchises and rank them and talk about them and stuff. Oh, good. He's taking a drink. He's yeah, got to wash his mouth there, out after buddy. spoiling all that shit out of it the last, how long has it been? Five minutes? Mm. Uh, we're here on Sequel Men, the podcast, talking about one of my favorite movies, probably, mm-hmm. Ghostbusters Afterlife. The fourth film in the Ghostbusters film franchise, 
I guess some would consider it uh, Ghostbusters 3. Um, some people, well, Dan Aykroyd considers the game Ghostbusters 3. Oh. But that's not canon anymore. Um, oh. And by the way, Joel, if you want to play that, just sidebar, I can, you can set your xbox to be my home xbox and we can share games i and i'll give it. you my password and I, playing it and I wasn't impressed and i stopped playing it i'll oh. give you my password which is oh, that's okay. pp poo poo very... <laughs> oh that's yeah that's a whole nother thing I, I the ghostbusters game from 2009 it's just very dated but i'm sure i'll it get is back dated. into it but I appreciate that the cast is returned and the script is written by the yeah. Harold and and Dan. Which Harold? Wow, this movie. I'm sorry for the crinkling. I'm. Yeah. What are you? Are you eating? What is that? Oh, Swiss rolls. Is that a chocolate Debbie? bar? Great. It's a little Debbie. Thanks for oh. bringing some for the whole class. Yeah. Great. You. But you, basically, what I what I want to say is so. Basically, what we're saying with the video game, if you want, if you want the real Ghostbuster saga, you watch one, two, you play the video game, and then you skip watch right to Afterlife. That's that's Ghostbusters. There you go. That's what we're trying to say, or what I'm trying to say. But anyway, yeah, yeah Ghostbusters 2016 has no bearing on this movie whatsoever. There's no references. There's no jokes. Nothing. I would disagree. But I. I am super. Well, I'm excited Just, to hear that enlightenment I can't, that I can't you disagree. have to say. There is no reference. I can't. There's one. If well, you then really why did you dig. open your mouth and say that? When she goes, well, something between 20, 2010 and 2016, something, something. So I, I took I that as a reference. That. It's a throw. It's it's a line that's not really important. It's talking about the uh, seismic activity, and she's like, it picked up oh, in 2010, 2016. I think that might have been an actual reference. But, <laughs> guys. Yeah. As I said, this is one of my favorite movies of the last few years. Good. Um, I'm really excited to talk about it. It's just, I posted on Facebook earlier that well, Spencer just had to chime in with his little snarkiness. I posted that. Uh, <laughs> I posted that uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, hot take or not so hot take, whatever you, whichever you will take. Oh, yes. It's. Ghostbusters Afterlife is probably up there with Top Gun Maverick, is up there with Top Gun Maverick as one oh, of the best legacy sequels of all time. I would agree with that. Yeah. <clears throat> they nailed Being it. up there does not mean it's and that, better. Oh, yeah. And then he, Spencer says, whoa there, or take it easy, or whatever you said. I did. You're like, slow down. Um. I will say, I mean, seeing as how you were talking about that comparison and talking about the two films together, they are the two films of the top three. I don't know what the third one would be, but in recent, in recent history that have managed to actually elicit an emotional response from me. Uh, Not yes. a lot of movies have done that lately. So mm -hmm. hats off. I'm, I'm with there. I'm and Afterlife. And, I mean, Joel watches a lot of movies in his own free time on his computer that we aren't going to cover because they're not family friendly. But to, so for let's him to say, say that about these let's for, and just it, for say, it to not be a pornography, that's saying something. Let's just say it's 
It's got busters in the title, but it has nothing to do with ghosts. Yeah, it actually takes Dust place... Dustbusters. I, I like watching cleaning videos. Yes, anyway. Oh, it's actually... No, <laughs> it's... Dustbusters. No, it's actually Hostbusters, <laughs> and it's it's about... Leave it. It's about, like, restaurants, oh and then it's... <laughs> You're taking it too far. It's, it's like, they're the host... They, well, it's party... It's, it's orgy-related, so they go to a party. It's like, I'm your host... Bustin makes me feel good. Shiffa splat. I okay. I don't know how you did those gymnastics, but we went from restaurants to back to orgies, and I maybe <laughs> I mean, we should gymnast. just start with talking about the movie Joel, already. Joel, I want to agree with you on the emotional, but it's been it. I can't remember whether or not it hit me as emotionally as it did more recently when I saw it the first time, but. Definitely Dude, more more recently it hit today. me. I watched it so I watched it today as you guys as you guys know, mm-hmm. last minute. Uh while I was You're welcome sitting, by the way. Still what? watching it. Oh yes. You're I, welcome by the way. I use Christian's login to movies anywhere and to watch in order to watch this. Listen, I didn't want to buy it because it's on my Christmas list, bro. You know? You know how no, it is. I anyway, get it. That's fair. So I'm dog sitting today. This is the last day of this dog sitting gig, and so I I like cried more or like had more of a response to it just sitting there with the dogs today and they're just like <laughs> looking at me like what's wrong with this guy but like even stronger than than I it happened to me in the theater and I don't know why probably because it's like I had the time and the room to myself well and the dogs and I was like wow this hits home because A on two levels because I've lost a grandfather and I've Lost, I lost my dad. So it's like, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of cornered more than, uh, a lot of people are because it sure. hits me, it hits me on two different levels, but we can get into, into the, the, this discussion of that final act when we get to it a little more, but just wanted to preface with that. Thank you Pre- for preface with the fact that I'm an emotional wreck. All right. No, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with being emotional, especially if for the reasons you gave. Uh, As you guys know, I lost my mom earlier this year. Mm -hmm. And I lost a few others as well. Family members, friends, Mitch. Mm -hmm. We both know. Yeah. Yeah. And this movie hits me a little more emotionally at the end, especially. Just I think given, any family, like it, it hits, yeah. touches on the family thing. Like it doesn't yes. have to be specifically dad or grandpa. Like it, it just does that thing to you where it, mm-hmm. it, it'll strike that chord. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter who you are, what you've been through or what you haven't been through. It, well, it's, they just did that to you. Yeah. And thinking back on it, the amount of loss that everybody, myself and other people have suffered during this time of COVID. Mm-hmm. Like I lost my grandma, my great aunt. Mm-hmm. As I said, my mom. We and, lost Mitch. Yeah, COVID. COVID would a lot. add a whole nother level to that. I, you know, but it shines a more positive light on. I mean, sure, there's like ghosts and evil spirits and things like that, but it shines a more positive light on what happens with our loved ones after they leave us. We get to see both sides of it in this movie. Yes. Which previous, prior Ghostbuster films have kind of all been about the spooky yuki, 
you know, mm-hmm. but I think they did the the <clears throat> duality of it in this one. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't think any of the other Ghostbusters originals, including, they didn't have this much, like, heart and emotion in them. They were just like, kind of, here we are for fun. And this one was um, was fun, a lot of fun, but it was mm-hmm. a more serious-toned fun. Like, there weren't as can, many, like, laugh out. <laughs> like, there was like, that's funny. Spencer? Yes. So, <laughs> You're yeah, good anyway, so I go guess. ahead. Jeez. I just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, story. as Dan okay, Aykroyd Dan would say. Aykroyd. I want to say, I feel like this movie is a completely, like, a different genre compared to the other ones. It is, like, isn't This it? is more action-adventure sci-fi than comedy. That the original started out as. I mean, you have the original cast members all were, they got famous because of their comedy work. SNL, Harold Ramis and his comed- comedies that he wrote, directed, like Stripes and Ghostbusters and uh, Groundhog's Day. But yeah, it's a total, it's more serious. It's got a, uh. Well, and it did, it, it's drama, it's got comedy, it's got sci fi, fantasy. It's aimed at that generation, the same type of generation that, um, like, kind of the younger, because it's the kids. It's like the next generation. It's this is this is gonna capture the Stranger Things fan groups. It's gonna capture the Wednesday fan group. It's gonna capture the insert teen. Another trending Netflix series. No, I don't. <laughs> Include yeah, well, including that has teenagers as the main cast with a couple adults that are goofy, but also they are competent. You know, insert that. What's another one? Umbrella Academy. It's uh, Titans. Um, Why are you laughing? (laughs) Nothing. I got I got hiccups in the middle of that. Hey Arnold. It's. It's how does this have anything to do with Hey Arnold? Uh, fake taxi. Ah, we got Nickelodeon because of slime. Ah, we got hey, where's we got so what was your you guys Phantom because of ghosts? You guys both saw this in theaters. I watched it at home oh, yeah. from the library. I want, I do not know how, and maybe I did and just blocked it out because I didn't care at all, but nothing in this movie was spoiled for me. I knew Dan Aykroyd showed up because I remember like a, one of the trailers that like shows his hand. I didn't yeah. know that Bill... I thought I remember reading something that said Bill Murray... That The headline was, Bill Murray answers the question why he didn't want to be in Afterlife. I thought I read that. I did not know he showed up. Spoilers. I did not know Ernie showed up. I didn't know Bowl Cut showed up. Annie Potts. I didn't know she showed up. I didn't know the plot of this movie. I I only guessed because of what uh, Fee- Phoebe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I only guessed because of what she looked like and the heavy hints at the beginning who she was related to. But I wasn't like a hundred percent sure. Like I didn't know mm-hmm. that they never say their last name, and I didn't know who that was in the beginning. I thought it was, I because I didn't think the other ones were going to show up, and I was like, they're not going to, they wouldn't do the, they wouldn't bring Harold back 
uh, digitally. They just wouldn't do it. So that's not him. That's probably Ray, and it's called Afterlife because I know he's in it. He probably comes back from the dead or something, and they make him a ghost. But I know everything. They nothing was spoiled for me somehow. That's awesome. Actually, yeah, the exact opposite of you. I mean, that. I can I I no. I nothing was spoiled <laughs> for me. I guess so. I guess I made that accomplishment i well me and you would watch trailers didn't we joel i don't yeah, remember like everybody the main dan movie. Aykroyd because razor right Cole, you know like right him answering well they the didn't even say that in the trailer it just shows his hand next to the phone oh yeah I you're think, right at the end of the trailer but then you That's could see you could see raise the cult like, oh yeah on the neon sign <clears throat> anyway i i love 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 the teaser trailer for this movie that the director, Jason Reitman, put out, which that was uh, the surprise I was leaving for you, Spencer, is that Jason Reitman I mean, I knew that. This, I can look that up. directed Juno. <laughs> I the other what? surprise, <clears throat> I was looking forward to it the entire time. You said Jay. Yeah. And one of my, I was like, oh, Johnny Depp probably shows up. That's a Jay, and he's one of my favorite actors. <laughs> can you imagine? And I'm like, no, that's not it. <laughs> who, who would play? And then when he's laying there. He would play Gozer. I could not tell who it was, and I'm like, who is that? And then it showed him, and I was like, oh, they got him for that. All right, good show. Yeah, goes. So, back from the dead, they said to me, Doesn't mean it's Jack Sparrow as goes. <laughs> no, that's how he talks. Well, he was in there, um, and he I told him, me. Uh, I didn't make a point of one. What? Uh, I said to him, What, uh, what form? I got punched. Would you like me to take. What form? <laughs> so there I was a video sidebar, sidebar for yeah. the Johnny Depp trial. I watched a clip of it, and he was talking about how he was getting punched or whatever by Amber or some whatever. What a mess. Probably her, yeah. In the description, he was like, Probably. blah blah blah. I got punched. <laughs> he said punched. <laughs> Somebody in the comments typed it out. <laughs> <laughs> I love it's when like, they do that. I was punched and laughing face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not funny, but it's funny in the context that you'd say it. I think it is. What do you mean? I was punched. I did not hit her. I did not punch. I know. Briefly, briefly, me and Joel went and saw this together last November I at forgot the Celebration for Cinema North. And we had an awesome time. We really enjoyed it. I he's thought a this movie fan than I, but this movie sealed the deal. Mm -hmm. I thought this movie came out this year. I did not realize it was this long ago. That's how little I knew about it. It was supposed to come it. out in 2020 mm -hmm. in June. Well, that's why they say June in the movie. Mm. Good, cool. Well, uh, how about we want, talk about the movie? How now? About, you want to do how Act about One? Act One, this bitch. Well, eighteen. Well, minutes, actually, 18 you have my in. you have my permission now. 18 minutes in, not 40. Why don't we dive right in? Uh, uh, and I pull up my... Yeah. Act <laughs> one. Can I help you? Um, hi. We're, we're the, um, the... This is my father's place. Hi. 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 I'm uh, Janine Melnitz. We spoke on the phone. I, I was your father's. Uh, you, we were 
Friends, uh, very sorry for your loss. It's okay, you've known better than me. I should be sorry for your loss. Oh, I just tried to keep the bills paid on time, that kind of thing. Like a money manager? Oh, there was no money to manage. He could barely keep the power on. <sighs> so he left us nothing? Well, I wouldn't say that. There is quite a bit of debt. Miss Melnitz? I'm here to sign forms, pack the silverware, and leave with the rent check. Are you telling me this place is worthless? You mean aside from the sentimental value? An old man is driving to his farmhouse. I typed on accident, fame house. It is famous. <laughs> and crashes. There's you have presumably her. a ghost following him. He uses the Ghost Finder PKE meter device thingy, and we're like, oh, it's one of the... And he tries to trap it, but it doesn't work. He sits in his chair and gets the demon arms wrapped around him, just like Dana did in the first one. Fast forward, a family that gets evicted. Oh, they're, they're the remaining family of the old guy. They have to live in his house in the middle of nowhere, Somerville, and it's a nice little town. The son's name is Trevor. He's a dork, and so is his sister, Phoebe, but she's, like, cool and, like, an Egon Jr. Huh? She goes to summer school in Somerville and meets Gruberson, the teacher, and her classmate, Podcast, and that's his name. We do not know his real name. Who tells the... Who tells and shows her this old mining site that reveals a demon dog statue thing, and we're like, we know what this is. Phoebe plays chess with a ghost. She doesn't believe in ghosts, but she does now. Uh, she discovers a ghost trap. She and Podcast take it to school, and Gruberson shows them a YouTube clip of the New York incident to also remind the audience, and the younger audience that didn't maybe see those movies, what the original. Anyway, we find out Phoebe's grandpa was a Ghostbuster, but I don't think we exclusively find out which one yet, but we know. Trevor unveils the Ecto-1 in the garage and is beat up. He works on it. Gruberson needs out. (laughs) (laughs) Gruberson nerds out and accidentally sets a demon dog ghost free. Podcast reads about Gozer the Gorzerian and the Keymaster and the Gatekeeper. That's where I have the act. That's a pretty good... uh... If they'd have made this what this year, name? I think they'd have got Rick Moranis back because he's Mor- coming out of retirement. Rick, Rick Moranis. For, why? Oh, he why did you do that? He was retired, but I, I wish he'd have just made an appearance. <laughs> just a brief, like, look, He would Rick, have nothing in here. We know you retired. Okay, you, can okay. We, can you give us one thing? What if he showed up with Janine? Yeah, like, they ended up together. Still attractive. By She's the, the gatekeeper, not the key master, because I have penis. She has a vagina. Vagina's kind of like a gate. So then the key is to go in the vagina. Oh, right. We made I children. I not go that way. I just Who I brought had the a, dog? I had a funny, <laughs> funny uh, cleaner thought than that. What? What okay. if no, he, like, helped? What if he is, you know, Janine is there all like serious and doing her business, but then Lewis is just like, oh, is there anything to you? You guys got snacks in here? And he's just like going through They're the like, who's that? That's my husband. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. That would have been funny. Who's that know. idiot? Oh. No, I, you know what I've noticed about literally all four of these Ghostbusters movies? 
it's there is a a weird tone in this a weird thing that happens where everybody is so nonchalant about seeing ghosts in like these hell holes like do you (laughs) you notice that right like you notice that everybody it's it's like i'm watching it and i'm like do they see this stuff well, or, or just the, person, the audience seeing it. The person at the beginning has seen these things. Yeah, already. I'm not talking so about that. That's that. a good action scene. Great but, opening scene. Oh my but like gosh! The kids, perfect opening. Everything is so, huh? Nope. Chess piece moved. Cool, 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 cool. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. there's a big opening next... with with lava and a thing that shoots up over my head and says Gozer. Oh, well. Okay. Anyway, the did you guys study for the in the chessboard like? That started that. so immediately casual because I think she immediately knew. Well, fine, yeah, that part's somebody's fine. But the people, like the yeah, people on the hill, the mountain, the kids, Paul Rudd, I mean, a little yeah. ghost thing, a little ghost yeah. thing, a little shoots up and he goes, "Oh, it's real," and then it just hey. flies away, and they're like, "Oh, well, we gotta go." Okay, well. There is a precedent for it in the world of the movie because of what happened in Manhattan in 1984. That's a good point. That's what what I was going to say. Like These people are living in a world where, in a world where ghosts are fucking everywhere. She saw burritos on the corner. The mob wanted her. The little tortilla boy. No, I want to talk about Phoebe a little bit. Me too. Great character. Because you're saying fantastic character and I love that it's I I believe my interpretation of this character is she is autistic. Is that <laughs> what you get from it? I did. I believe the, I believe on she's the on the spectrum. She's yes. on the spectrum. Yes. I think yes. be, it can be interpreted yeah. really really yes. high functioning. Mm-hmm. And I think that circles back into why she's not so freaked out by the chess. Because mm-hmm. I know she said, I just think we're a bunch of meat puppets. But, <laughs> yeah. And I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe in ghosts. And it's neither also, does the court. It's also <laughs> um, evidence well, by when she says, I don't feel emotions like other people. Right. Like the, right. the, exactly. the loud or the, what, the loud noises um, calm me. Or what no, did she say? No, she said, that? I'm calm and in, like I'm... Highly sti- high stimulus uh, calms me. Which again, like I don't want to generalize everybody that's on the the autism no. spectrum, but I I do know that a lot of the times they don't feel or understand emotions like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's certainly the case. So when she says that, I think you have a strong case, but I think it's extremely high functioning, like not hardly like at all. Well, she might have Asperger's syndrome. Let's say that. That, yep, that could be. Doesn't uh, Bill Gates have that? I'm not sure. I know the creator of Pokemon has it. Okay. But I and I I think his intense fascination with bug collecting, you know, led him to inspired him to create Pokemon. All right. um, Well, there we go. Well, I love. There's your Nintendo. There we go. There you go. Happy days. Um. Just like the show. That was stupid. Anyway, yep, right. <laughs> Phoebe, let's go back. Yep, that was a show. I love that this movie features a protagonist. Let's face it, she's the main character. Yeah. Even though she's 
not the biggest head on the poster Paul Rudd is, which is absurd. Because that's what sells tickets. Well, I mean, he's got a big head. Yeah. No, I, and that's what sells tickets. But I love that we have a character who's the lead, who is a young girl in a franchise dominated by men and has, you know, a history of very misogynistic humor and things yeah, like Christian, that. Yeah, Christian, how'd you feel about have a, that? Okay. I don't have anything against women. I do not no. have I'm I'm saying to you right now as long I, as Sigourney Weaver's in it. I love Sigourney. As long as they're not the main character. Oh. He's a he has no problem oh, with women yeah, in film. For intelligence whatsoever. Yep. Right. Yep. If they're in the back cleaning something, great. Or put him in the something. film. <laughs> We're done. I'm trying to think of a retort because that's absolutely not true. I thought you were about to say because that's absolutely true. I do not like them. <laughs> no. I, we, I'm i living a lie. They, I hate women. They need to be uh, put in there. They need to know their place. And, uh, Stay in their lane. Yeah. I actually hate Ghostbusters 2016. The whole episode, last episode was a lie. I'm living Ooh. a lie. Um, I'm an incel. Oh, so, no. Um, that is not true. I'm that actually moving to Texas next week. Spencer has a falsehood <laughs> going around Texas. about me. Texas. That's a lie. Uh, what isn't a lie, though? I was is just going to say this have. whole thing is going to be just like the Texas thing out of nowhere and grounded <laughs> in no facts or reason whatsoever. So, He's anyway, accusing. I love we have a young female protagonist who is strong and determined and confident in her own way and it's not forced who is on the spectrum and it's not forced it's not some it's not it's not forced it's not a woke inclusion it's very naturally weaved into the plot mm -hmm. given 30 years or so since the first movie someone's granddaughter is the main character we're doing a star wars here oh, and or what we thought was going to be the case <laughs> Oh. Got to do it every time you mention. But yeah, it's just cool to see. It's cool to see, and it does it in a very natural, sensical way that serves the plot really well and serves the rest of this franchise really well. And her performance—it's fantastic. Oh yeah. If you'd have never said, "Hey, she was related to Egon," I'd be like, "Yeah, I mean, you'd know because she is like, like she mm -hmm. for a young actress to come in." And just boom, like pretty much do kind of an impression of yeah. him or just his likeness. Cadence, cadence, yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, her facial expression when she does the wink. Like oh, her, yeah. Her quote unquote, her sense of humor, her awkwardness, I know what a her glasses is. are the exact same. Like I know that a triangle has three sides. Oh, I thought you were just being obtuse. <laughs> yeah. like it was what? she's so good was that a joke she's yes very that much, is why i winked she's very much the <laughs> i collect mold spores and fungus of this movie yes yeah. Yeah. yes we find out why but great i mean finn wolfhart or whatever his last name is i don't wolfhard. know what it is wolfhard was i that close yes. huh yes trevor he was great in this i thought he was the main character again having known nothing about this film so when it was you her, made me bleed. It was great, and then I was like, "Oh, Paul Rudd's in it. He's the 
he's not the main character. He's the and Louis. Great Louis. That, he's the Louis of this movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. He was, a, he was a Louis Tully of yeah. More competent. Less, more less competent. It's even great that like Trevor has the skill set he does because obviously he's mechanically inclined, but in his yeah. own way, still you know he's very much like oh, I don't want to be lame. I want to be cool, like that right. type of guy. But he's clearly like still got the Spengler genius gene. He's just exercising yeah. it in a different way when he fixes up the car, and you can see mm-hmm. see a different type of genius working in him. So it's it's kind of cool that they didn't like completely shove him off to the side and just make Phoebe that right. you know the prodigal granddaughter, you know. Uh but yeah, I just like She's the, not a Mary Sue. <laughs> She's not a Ray. Uh but I wouldn't I'm not saying that because I think Ray no, is I a Mary either. Sue. But I'm just saying I want to go back to the topic of Trevor. I love hey, how they hey they, hey, hey. Oh, um, what now? Do you guys, uh, are you, do you guys, um, yeah? Do you, you guys going wear, somewhere or you, we stranded here? Do, do you guys wear like rear view mirrors on your shirt? Cause that was some pretty hardcore backpedaling you just did. Oh yeah. Oh. I'm going to tell you. She's a Mary I Sue like. like Ray. I don't think Ray was. Uh, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I, you had to specify me neither, what you meant. Me neither. Me neither. Me neither. Me neither. I do not. To this, you have to watch that back on the video version. Me neither. Spencer's expression was. <laughs> oh, no. That, that's, that's if I don't delete the fucking video this time. Oh, yeah. Don't yeah. do that again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck. Listen. Anyway. Sorry. No, Carry on. I, I love how in this movie, so many things about the characters are set up not through expositionary dialogue per se, as in explaining something to somebody, but we get it with Trevor through, we see him first thing, he's getting his haircut and he's watching a racing video. Second thing we see is they're on the road traveling to Somerville and you see him fixing the car like under the hood and he's wearing a Chevy shirt. Mm -hmm. Chevy shirt might be a little overkill. Like, okay, we can't. We get oh, kind of, uh, we can understand that he's a mail. car person, but I I I I think that's cool too. And the science stuff with Phoebe, just in how she talks, and the Egon look that she has, mm-hmm. I really like the that foreshadowing. And I like the foreshadowing too of when they get to Dirt Farm. <laughs> they show all the broken down Cadillacs like strewn about the property. Yeah. And I'm thinking that is a clue as to what is in the the barn, like may. And I'm thinking maybe those were there because this person was scrapping them for parts to repair the Ecto One. Mm. Wow! And that's a little I, bit of environmental mm. storytelling that I appreciate. They put a lot of effort into this. Like when they get into the house, and some of this was in the behind the scenes video of like the Easter eggs, but the book stacks. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah, like in the library. This whole the setting for this movie, I love. It's my favorite setting of all four films because it's not New York. It's a. It's, it's a, like what you say you really like the small town aesthetic. Yeah, and I think this is the first one where the opening location, the opening setup, is the setting 
for like the big moment in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like if you look back, it's the library in Ghostbusters, and that just sets up a ghost. Nothing really happens there. In Ghostbusters 2, I mean, it's out on the street, I get you. Not really a thing. In 2016, it's that house. And then this, it's the farm. Actually, it's a mansion. Sure. And the farm is where big, big plot stuff happens. I mean, they live there. They live there. And I love how the, I mean, every movie does this in Act 1. We're like sowing the seeds of the plot in Act 3. But it does it. Is like it gives you like little breadcrumbs without spoiling it. Like something's up with this farm. Like we don't know what's underneath the dirt. We don't know why they call it dirt farm or anything. But we hear all this dialogue like, oh yeah, dirt farmer, he's a strange guy. He came in and bought a lot of bizarre shit. Mm-hmm. La da da. And we just get all this these extra details like about the mine. Like, oh yeah, Shandor, he came and mined all the selenium stuff and yep. blah blah blah. And we're just laying down those pieces for later in the movie, but without giving away too much detail. And it just keeps building up. It's just really good scripting. It is. I, I did. Did um, Trevor, did they go to the diner in act one? Yes. That's when okay. he's flirting with her and asking, with signing Lucky. up for a job. And he puts under experience uh, friendly with a smiley face. Yeah. <laughs> That's like me trying gets to the job. apply for a job nowadays. Get it? Because I'm really self-employed like... and don't like people. So. <laughs> Good. And I really like how you thought, I'm like, <laughs> okay, they're setting up, here we go. These are going to be the bullies. And they weren't only just for a minute. And then they weren't. They're like, hey, we're going up to the mountain. I'm like, okay, they're going to prank. Yep, they're leaving him. They're not. They just wanted to all hang out. And they brought him into the group. Mm-hmm. There was no ulterior. There's like, hey, you're the new kid. It's summer. Let's go check this creepy mountain out. And I I, I like the- that it was more realistic because really, more often than not, and I, I don't attend every school in America, but in in every movie, it seems like, oh, the new, just because there's a new kid in town, we got to bully him. And that's yeah. not the case here. They make fun of him for a couple seconds because he's trying to flirt and it's like it's like a playful, like truly playful. And and then that's all. That's as far as it goes yeah. and he gets a job there. That's about as successfully an attempt that's about as successfully an attempt I would make. And that sentence sucked. What? I know no. that. But. You'd you'd get her. <laughs> of course she's like mm. fifteen, so <sighs> relax, Christian. Okay. But Spencer's feeble attempt to console Christian was as pathetic as Christian's feeble attempt to make a joke about his own feebleness. <laughs> no, you would. <laughs> In a town that small? Joel, with, his with one few word options? that he likes to use, feeble, because he watched Star Wars a lot. But think about it. This, okay. this town is like a population of 100. <laughs> Your chances are good, dude. Feeble. I'm not saying... I'm not saying, you know, you'd get what you're looking for, but you'd okay. get somebody. This has gone on long I'm enough. sorry, is this Tinder? Or? <laughs> no. I'm going to Tinder his fucking ass if you don't <laughs> shut up. <laughs> okay. I like how Christian throws in random swear words where they don't really fit. <laughs> <laughs> Just oh, to yeah, try to well, sound tough. How about a, how about a ass dog? 
How about a... Well, I was... I'd take him... Uh, shit! I would take him out there how and about you, fucking... How about you just ask your mouth? Okay? <laughs> Human hey, centipede? Christian, Ooh. Joel says swear words in the wrong places, too. It's okay. <laughs> no, I fucking don't. Back yeah, to my original point. He bends over and says it into his own ass. Exactly. Back to my original again. point, Christian. I think... <laughs> I think okay. you'd have a chance in this town. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. That took it too far. Okay. I mean, so Carrie I like Coon. how I like how the Ecto One has a totally different reveal than the Millennium Falcon. Let's say in Force Awakens, <laughs> he just rips the thing off and he's what a shit box. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can you yeah, imagine? Yeah. That? <laughs> Here's okay. So I guess Santa Star Wars. There's another thing that I saw and I was like, wait, that's a it's an homo- Palpatine or, shows up at the end. Or, no, it, there's something that I wish I would have made a note of it, but there's something somehow Palpatine is returned in the movie that I don't know if it, I thought it was like, oh my gosh, this is a nod to Star Wars, or, or it might have been a different movie. I don't remember. But maybe I'll think of it as we talk about it, the movie. You could say that about any movie. <laughs> Well, no, okay. There was this. There was this one part where it, it I think this, it was a reference to Star Wars. Out when I yeah, think of it, yeah, you can look at and, things in I, movies and, and say, "Oh, that's a reference to things in the other movie." When I, but I, there's when I make it up movie. in my head, I'll tell you. When I make it up and I get yeah. the story right, so I'm consistent. And you guys believe did, me? I'll let you know. Did you guys get the Revelation six twelve callback? I when, did not. Yeah, when uh, Ray and Ray, uh, Winston are talking in the car and they're talking about. Biblical, yeah. Like, uh, do you know what the all verse the spiritual is? stuff? I don't uh, know what the verse is. No, because when I touch a Bible, I burst into flames. <laughs> <laughs> um, what? You do? Joel says when he touches a Bible, he bursts into flames. <laughs> oh, it is um, Revelation six twelve. Okay, you have to look and, it up. So don't even. Yeah, and. He's I, all like, do you know what it is? You're fucking pulpit. No, I was asking you. I didn't know. So oh, yeah, I looked it up. Okay. I don't know it. For, j- hey, you know what? I don't need this. Can you tell us what it is, please? <laughs> and and I beheld when he opened the sixth seal. Sixth seal and yep. lo, there was a great earthquake and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood. That's a badass verse, bro. Even Joel, I think even you can appreciate that. That's Revelations. Mm-hmm. Revelation. I'm having I mean, the revelation read that, book? that I don't care. Final book of the Bible. Have you read that book? That's a fun book to read in the Bible. If you read no other book, read Revelation. It's oh, trippy. You're serious? Okay. It's the apocalypse. I mean, it has monsters, Joel. And I think there's a Star a Wars reference. Yeah. I think there's a Star Wars reference in there. In the Bible. It's in Luke chapter 2. So act You're so proud of yourself, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, I am. That was exciting. I Do you guys like Phoebe's jokes? Yeah. I did. I also like Gruberson not caring. Just, yeah, I'm the teacher. So, We're gonna you don't want to be here. We're going to watch I fucking Cujo. Yeah. 
Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know if that was a real movie or not. Apparently, what? it is. You didn't know about it it's Cujo? real. No, fuck, I did not dude? know that. I've never I seen it, but I knew what it was that. about. I've never seen it either, but I'm cultured the enough diner, to understand what it is. I do like. He's. I don't know. He's just kind of. He's mid to me. Mid. What does that mean? That means average or kind of oh. meh. Gary Gruberson. He's, he's a funny fun. character. Everybody in this movie is so good at playing just an ordinary person. Here, I'm, I'm going to ring theory. Well, still not being boring. I'm going to I'm going to do a sequel inception ring theory and refer to our own franchise okay. we already covered. Would you say that he's a Gary the generic? Oh. <laughs> yes. Oh. I mean, That's he's generic, but in a good way. Yeah. I That's forgot what the, that was even from. What is that Fear from? Street. Remember? Fear Street. Oh! oh, yeah. Gary the generic gets killed, yeah. his head chopped off yeah. yep. as he falls down the, the toilet. He is, and but, his name is Gary in this movie. <laughs> I think, no, but I'm serious when I say, Joel, I think everybody in this movie does a good job at just playing normal people. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it feels like you're watching just an incognito camera following these people around. They're it that should ordinary. be boring, but it's not. Minus the minus the the ghosts and everything. Like I'm, I buy Carrie Coon as I believe that's her name, correct? Yes. I buy her as just a regular Midwestern mother, or wherever they live at the beginning. I, you know, Phoebe is believable mm-hmm. as a as a young person on the spectrum or has Asperger's syndrome. Her brother. Gary, they're normal people, and they all come off that way. It's not; it doesn't feel like they're acting. I guess you could say. Well, we're just, and I love their wardrobe too. Their wardrobe feels normal too. It doesn't look like they've been dressed up by a by a makeup artist or a costume designer. While we're talking about the Spanglers, just in a general mm-hmm. sense, and I probably should have played it earlier, actually, but that's kind of what my clip tonight is about: is about Jason Reitman. Deciding that, yeah, this family is going to be the Spanglers. So I have that for us. Let's see. It should work. Let's roll the tape. Characters kind of came into my head, and I didn't really know who they were. Eventually, I realized they were the Spengler family. And I really found myself ready to tell the story once it kind of mirrored my own life. You know, I'm the son of a Ghostbuster. And once I knew they were the grandchildren of Ghostbuster, and this film would be about picking up that legacy, I knew how to tell it. You know, Egon Spengler was my favorite Ghostbuster. Everyone has a favorite Ghostbuster. It's like having a favorite Beetle. And uh, for whatever reason, Egon, who was brilliant and quiet and misunderstood, uh, he really, he spoke to me, he made me laugh the most, and so it made the most sense to me to follow through in his family trajectory. Well, there you have it. Excellent. That's why why he chose me. It helps when uh, Egon is your favorite fucking Ghostbuster, I I suppose, but... Rightfully so. It also helps when your dad is the original director right. of the original movies. And it's kind of a family project because Ivan Reitman is the, so, uh, der, the he's an executive producer yeah. of this movie and he helped Jason out a lot oh, yeah. on set. Yeah. And the behind it. the scenes footage, you can see them sitting right next to each other and he's, mm-hmm. you know, making his notes and whatever. But think of how Very different cool. the movie could be if, if Venkman was his favorite Ghostbusters. <laughs> I mean, just you have a pervy little kid walking around. 
<laughs> you know, I'm really connected with Lewis, uh, um, even though he's technically. You know, yeah. We're going to follow Oscar because people really gave a shit about him. Yeah. No, we didn't. One. I mean, yeah, we did. Oh, the baby. I was like, what? What yeah, are you I'm talking, talking about? about the, okay, baby. the baby. Janusz, he's my favorite. <laughs> Janusz standalone. Let's have more of that red eyes in the hallway stuff. That really turns me on. Turns you on? I was heartwarming. I was heartwarmed to see Phoebe make a friend with podcast. Yeah, they're they like, were oh, would you wanna good... would you wanna be my lab partner? And it's just that innocent. I don't think we'll ever kind of... have a lab, but yeah. <clears throat> I loved it. It's the I, I smiled as I watched that scene. Yeah. It's the yin and yang, because she's very you know, dead. She's a hand. loner, kind of. And yeah. he's like, hell conspiracy. He's Ray. Okay. Not, no, he's not. Most, <clears throat> not I think that's very he, obvious. He's Ray Stance. Mm-hmm. He's, he's the Ray. Just swap out all the ghost paranormal equipment with his podcast microphone and bag in the heads in the headset and everything. He's definitely Ray. And the haircut. I think it's very and then Out Lucky, there. it's very Lucky, front and center that who he's supposed to be. Lucky is the Patty character, so they did pay homage to Patty from 2016. Yeah. Lucky Patty, she's a worker. Oh, oh yeah, from a now you're, now you're stretching. You mean Patty like Irish, like Luck of the Irish? Oh Patty, like that's shitty. <laughs> I meant that to say that with an hole. accent. Or some kind of hole. Lucky Patty Patty's Pub. Should we? I I'd like to Ghostbusters. Jump, I'd like to jump into the, the Puff hole. Awakens. I'd like to jump into the hole of Act Two. I would. I think that's a good idea. Right, can I just say can. that Spinners reminded me of American Graffiti, which is a George Lucas reference. Got to get that in there. I said George Lucas. George Lucas is mm-hmm. my Stay classy, fellow. I'm Ron He's, I'm, we'll read it. Fucking, yeah, just give me one second. I'm Spencer. I don't like cheese on my burger. I do <laughs> like cheese on my burger because I'm a normal freaking guy. I was referencing a high school musical when you said, oh, yeah, well, all right, boys, drop them. <laughs> we barely even talked about, like, the trap and how he nerds out and how. Oh, yeah. Like, and the they release, they release, uh, Zool. They released Zool and also... Or Vins, who we don't know who it was. And also how... Wait, no, it was Zool. I don't know. Sorry. Let's go to... We didn't talk about any of like the... I don't know. It's fine. We'll move on. We'll cover it. If you want to mention it, we'll mention it. We... It's just... It happened. It's just cool. All the, like, the references. Yeah, go ahead. And, like, the old tech. And I... You know, as exposition-y as it is... And like a little recap, it is also modern. Like that videos of like what happened in New York by now would be on YouTube. Absolutely. And I like how they didn't know because they're young. So, I mean, they wouldn't probably know. They're not from New York, I don't think. So when he's like all nerd, like, oh, the original, this happened. And he's showing them. I bought that. Mm-hmm. And how he's like, hey, that's a nice replica. Replica, like, yeah, yeah. Replica, yeah. like, what do you mean? Is this real? And then real? it was, like, real. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I I liked that. I don't know, absolutely. His relationship with the two students, I like You because, of all people should know what this is. Right. That would be me as a teacher. Just, uh, guys, it's summer school. 
I'm here's ashamed. a movie. Here's a movie. <laughs> I'm ashamed. And I'm going to go in the back and research um, earthquakes. And then these two kids come up with this stuff. And that's, I'll talk to them. Like, I can, re- like, I, I would be hanging out. I'd just be hanging out with with the students. Like, hey, it's summer. I want to teach. You don't want to learn. It's an Aztec. It's an Aztec death whistle. Can I keep it? Sure. <laughs> Just don't do that again. I don't recall that part. I did get a toast reference to Ghostbusters too. What did you eat? What's your uh, name? How do you spell it? And what do you eat for breakfast? Or whatever he asks. Toast. <laughs> oh, I didn't catch that. Good catch. Well, there's a deleted scene with Janine where she like goes through some of the stuff in the house, and there is a toaster that that uh, Carrie holds up. And there's your grandmother. That's you, not. Do you get it? I get it. It would he, have been more natural that way, whether rather than hooking her up with Lewis. No, I meant the toaster is oh, the grandmother. Bro. Oh. Because oh, you're I not sleeping with it. Okay. Because Egon, yeah. Egon boned the toaster, I guess. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah, that, yeah. let's bone act two. All right. Toast uh, dick act two. Raise a call and we're closed. Wait! I only get one phone call. I'm... in prison. Huh. A slammer, huh? I've <laughs> been there myself. I'm not a lawyer, but I'm listening. Are you Ray Stans, the Ghostbuster? And now I'm hanging up. Hang on, please! I... I'm calling about Egon Spangler. Egon Spangler can rot in hell. He died last week. Oh, man. No kidding. Weren't you two friends? That was a long time ago. What happened to you guys? Oh, well, look, when we started, busting ghosts was a gas. I mean, the economy was good, Reagan years. People believed in us, and things got slow, hauntings got thin. Venkman thought we did our job too well. Oh, we could barely keep up our mortgage. Some actor bought up most of Tribeca, and we lost the firehouse. It's a Starbucks now. So then you all just walked away? Peter went back to academia. He's at SUNY Cortland now. He's a professor emeritus. He teaches advertising and promotion. Winston went into finance. He worked hard, coined a fortune, and and I'm here. Well, what about Egon? Well, he wasn't helping. We went from 10 calls a week to one if we were lucky. And then Egon started to tell people that their little ghost problems didn't matter because the world was coming to an end. He got spooky, freaked me out. One morning I go to work, an Ecto-1, our old Cadillac is gone, his neutrona thrower, collider pack, all the traps, 16 ounces of fuel isotope, all gone. He cleaned us out. No, we were the dead ones. Well, don't you think he might have had a reason? He phoned me about 10 years later, some small town in Oklahoma, kept rambling on about the rising storm, the huge psychic tornado that was going to consume humanity in darkness forever. Now, now, and kid, I wanted to believe. You don't understand. There's this mountain, a 
planet has these ancient carvings kid, and... Kid, kid, there are a lot of mountains out there with ancient carvings. Take a little advice. Don't go chasing ghosts. Egon Spangler was my grandfather. Time's up. Hey, hello? Trevor and a group of teens go up the mountain. And they run out of here, and they run out of here, they meet the demon who says Gozer. <laughs> they laugh it off. This is, hey, this is Somerville. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, okay. It happens all the time. Phoebe discovers the proton packs in the suits. It's revealed her grandpa, to nobody's surprise, was Spengler. Egon Spengler. As if it wasn't obvious. She sees his suit and his glasses. Very cool moment. She holds them up. To, they're the exact same glasses. It's cool. She and Podcast fire the pack up and then go find a ghost and try to catch it, but it gets away. Podcast, Phoebe, and Trevor joyride in the Ecto-1 to try to catch Muncher, the ghost. They finally catch him and like grandpa, like grandpa, like grandkids, they end up in jail talking about Gozer. Kind of a one for one there. The jail guard says, who are you going to call? Uh, he said the thing. Phoebe calls Ray at his occult store. He gives the update on the rest of the Ghostbusters and how Egon went rogue claiming the world would end and Venkman's a professor and Winston's a rich business guy. Phoebe gets mad at mom and Gruberson meets some... Baby Stay Puff Marshmallows, and they're just adorable. We got to work those in. And uh, Demon Dog at an <laughs> at a pandemic empty Walmart. We learn at a diner that Evo Shandor built Somerville. The teens discover the Gozer Lair with Evo Shandor's body. A hell pit opens up, and they're mildly just... Ah. And some proton blasters shove the bell. Oh man, the hell pit back down. I have bell lit. <laughs> the, bell the hell pit tower. back down. Egon built the system. I love, I love system. your misprints whenever you <laughs> them. Mama Spengler gets demon dogged and possessed by Zool. Gruberson is possessed too and sets Gozer free. It's on. The first thing I want to say as I was reading this, I thought the really cool part was how it oh i had it it's so cool he doesn't fucking it. remember it no i had it they discover the proton oh no i like how they do have like a little hey let's try this tech out but they don't overdo it and it's not too goofy mm -hmm. like, like in, in 2016 yeah no it shit. was hey i found oh, this and, and then it works yeah. and i obliterated this thing Great. If I can, if I can mention some of the, my my three top moments of the, this movie, you may. The reveal scene of the proton pack after she repairs it with Egon's help. Love oh, the yeah. interaction. Love the interaction between her and Egon with the lamp. And just how did you how did you build how did you manage to fit this blah 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 in here and the lamp twists to show all the the degrees and shit on the wall. Love that. I love her, what you just said, Spencer, the testing of the proton pack. Yes. Because it's become like an iconic weapon or an iconic yes. tool. I would put it 
up there with the lightsaber in terms no. of one of filmmaking's <laughs> iconic weapons. No. Okay, what would you put? Ah, a pistol. <laughs> ah, the gun from Lethal Weapon. Never seen Lethal Weapon. Oh, guys, what about Ray's double-bladed lightsaber? Oh, no. Didn't happen, did it? But no, we're talking... You, you done? I'm done. But I'm not done with my explanation. I love the scene where they show up where she activates, all right, switch me on, and then you get that iconic power-up <laughs> sound. the moment of her death? Nobody knows. Oh my gosh. That is the best thing I've ever seen. Oh, man, it's such an iconic sound yeah. effect. I mean, that sounds up there with Darth Vader's helmet going... <laughs> it is. It is. I love it. Uh, he knew it. I said it. Okay. <laughs> I love how... So they, I love they make the sound effect way stronger in this movie Joel, to give it emphasis in the sound when design. Is it ever? It's so awesome. And it looks awesome, too. I love the drama they make in that moment. Still. Go ahead, Joel. Oh. You have a turn. No. Uh, well, I had three things, but I'm allowing you to speak. Go ahead. <laughs> what I was going to say is, yeah, I love how um, Trevor puts all that work and finally gets a, the caddy running. And the first thing he fucking does with it is Mad Max the fucking shit out of the f field and, like, just, <laughs> like tears it up it's like oh yeah you know fuck all that 10 days of work you probably put into that vehicle but you know and he just goes immediately this. starts bombing around in it and fucking bumpers flying off who knows what i don't know this movie has the coolest use of the ecto-1 to yeah. me by far the way he's just like drifting oh oh that's my second one of my moments of this movie that i absolutely love is that chase scene so good, dude. It's so mm -hmm. excellent. Everything about it is excellent. The gunner seat? She's a little badass. The gunner seat. just like, she yes. does not, it, she's not phased yeah. at all. No. And it's just, it's in the intensity. She's just like, I'm going to get you, bitch. And she just like yeah. stays on it. Yeah. Really good. So good. The, the way it shot, the choreography, the cinematography, it, seeing the proton beam shooting out of the side of the Ecto-1 mm -hmm. as it drifts around the and corner. I, and when they, the, 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 when Muncher opens the, the water hide, the, the fire hydrant and it sprays off the logo, like sprays the dirt yeah. off the logo on the side of Ecto-1. Yeah. Freaking And I love awesome. that it, they, I love, I love Muncher. Like, I like how they, mm -hmm. they have their own Slimer. I like him better yes. than Slimer. You know what I mean? Um, and I think I do, too. I 
I like voiced how, by Josh Gad, by the way. Who's yes. it voiced by? Josh Gad. Josh Gad Does Muncher of yep. Olaf wow. the Snowman fame. Yeah. Uh, no, but I like all the the added tech. Once again, they they did something that one of the f- couple things that worked in 2016 was the expanding upon the arsenal the the mo- the rc car trap oh um, yeah yeah and just all of the modifications we get to see we get to see the inside of the fucking ecto one you know you never get that and besides maybe there's a scene where it rolls out in the original where they grab their packs out of the back i don't i, I don't remember which one they- that was in the 2016 was it where they grab the packs okay, out. so yeah. other than that, like we don't get to go inside the the Ecto Mobile, and then come to find out, the thing is loaded. You got the gunner seat, you got the the fucking ramp for the RC car. You, mm-hmm. you know, I think I saw Buzz and Woody hanging <laughs> off of it. <laughs> what was that? What was that? <laughs> that's that's what they you, like like when you when you hear them yelling. Okay. When they're with okay at the end of Toy Story <laughs> when they're on Slinky. Explain it because they're I they're on RC. You hear them way back there, right before it goes into the car, and she's listening to Akuna Matata. You hear them go. Oh, <laughs> you hear me yelling, and they sound like that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's, Ah, because they're, they're little voices, they're toys, but you hear them out far away from the car. Because you're just, oh, yeah. <laughs> I you were That's doing what that. it sounds like. And then it cuts to, and then it cuts to, um, Hakuna Matata, and then it. It everybody look oh, out yeah. and then he smacks him and I can't hold on much longer. I couldn't hold him. I can't uh, hold on much longer. Slink <laughs> That's what he sounds like. Okay. Scott Stapp well, anyway. is in the chat. <laughs> I have a question. Scott Stapp is, um, Who is that? Lead singer of Creed. Wow. Who is he? In the movie. <laughs> Please come yeah, no, I, I know oh, Creed. I just didn't know that was his name. Is I was the just proton letting... pack is the proton pack attached the proton to the pack. gunner? Is it no. on the gunner seat? Is it attached to the seat? She... Is there one installed in the Ecto One? I didn't look that far into it, I guess. I that's a great on the question. I'm saying is it on the back no, of I the know. gunner seat? Like itself. it's a built in like it's a mounted yeah. proton pack. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, I don't I know. I get that, that very clearly. That'd be awfully uncomfortable if you had to wear, I don't know, or like. Who slammed the door behind Phoebe and uh, uh, Podcast when they entered Rust City, which, by the way, is also where apparently they melted down the selenium, the raw selenium, which is some aside dialogue, but that goes into what the events of the first movie with the selenium girders in the apartment building. But I love when he throws the trap when they try to catch Muncher the first time in that factory. When he uses the death, death whistle, and he throws it and it, it flops over. <laughs> oh, nuggets! Yeah. <laughs> Pulls it back. <laughs> I like how they emphasize. I like, I kind of took it as she didn't, like, this could have been the iconic first capture moment other than the chase scene. 
But I like how you kind of it, you can interpret it as, well, it didn't work because the Ghostbusters can kind of be seen as a team effort. Like it yep. takes a team of busters to take down even a single ghost. Mm-hmm. A team of busters. Like you to can't feel just good. do it alone. I want to back up to the selenium, the mine, and everything going on sure. with Shandor, the Shandor thing. So I couldn't quite put it together in relation to, okay, if if they had the temple there, which was the mine, but it's actually the temple, whatever, then what was the purpose of, you know, we see the same structure ultimately appear at the top of the fucking. Are you talking about the wall, the wall carving? We see that in the first, that structure appear at the top of the building in the first movie. So why, what is the purpose of having two different temples essentially, or two different portals? I don't know. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that, I couldn't quite make the connection. Is it because like, so are we under the impression that he was supplying the building materials of that building from this mine? Yes. I think so. Cause he like, he was the, that's what was a little foggy in this movie. Because podcast explains on the way there through dialogue that, Oh, this is like Shandor. Shandor Mining Company legend, like mm-hmm. back in the day, they extracted selenium from the mountain and used it to build uh, uh, selenium girders or blah blah it was blah. Like a front, yeah. It's supposed to be a reference to the first movie, how they're talking in prison about yeah. how they built the the right. Uh, they're looking at the building. blueprints and, and all that. Right. Yeah. These are written in cuneiform. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I really, really appreciate Can I have this? Yeah. how they Go ahead. handled Egon in general, because obviously with Harold Ramis having passed several years ago, they could have really fudged it. Oh. Or they uh-huh. could have just referenced him. He could have taken the easy way out and had this family be um, a part of Ray's family. Or Peters, or, or any of the other characters that, or just completely non-connected. But the way I think it's beautifully done because you can you can then have Egon, his presence is still there and it's felt through Ghost, and he's helping her, and you don't have to you don't have to worry about it like disrespecting him or mm-hmm. something which by the way they for the end for the big end reveal uh they the family gave permission for all that but uh yeah like he was still very much a character not just through her through phoebe but him set like as a ghost i thought that was just really well done and how he was helping her this uh, oh you fucking it's fucking brandon <laughs> Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You should have said, Christian, I'm going to fucking kill you. Why? (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. No, wait. No, it's... No, it is. Okay. For context, everybody, our friend Brandon Pop is messaging the group chat and distracting 
Christian, apparently. Spencer. Oh, Spencer. My lip is getting to swollen all of a sudden. I was listening intently. I was letting you talk. I thought for sure it was Joel saying, Uh, two hours in one hour, guys. But it wasn't. It was Brandon. Christian, I get it. That did throw me off. I heard the the alert and I it caught me. So I get you. That's why you silence it. I silenced mine this time. Well, I'll Dude, I must have cut my myself. lip or something. I wanna I just wanna say you're I know Egon's he's a central point of the movie. This movie is a love letter to Harold Ramis. Literally. And his character that he played, given that he can't be in the movie because of what you say, he passed several years ago. But I, I think they did it. They did it in such a way. It's it's almost a a case study on how to handle something like this. In terms of bringing back a, a character whose actor mm-hmm. has passed away. But yeah, like, do you hear this that? movie came out this came out after the rise of Skywalker. I think personally they paid they were they were uh, the issue of Carrie Fisher and the rise of Skywalker. They were walking around eggshells all over about that, about how they pay respect to her. Mm-hmm. And it. I don't know how you would have handled it. You can have her. I wish this movie would have come out before Rise of Skywalker because they could have used it as an example on how to do this. Right. They wouldn't have, but, but they could have. <laughs> it's it's just got a lot. I I don't have really the words to put it into right now, but they did it. They did him and the character such immense justice. So very well done. Yeah. And they did. <clears throat> you, you mentioned case study about how to handle that situation, but also I thought you were going to go a different direction. And ultimately you can say that it maybe is a case study on how to handle the situation that's going on in the movie, you know, like it kind of has a whole, uh, unpacking there of first they kind of paint, Egon to be a shady and what, you know, what's his problem? What's his deal? Blah, 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 blah. But really, you know, we come to find out that he just, he did care, but he was just so involved in, in this one thing and so fixated and like, you know, he's a, he's a great scientist, but ultimately (laughs) not, not as great of a human being, you know, but well, he gave it all. Well, I think the interpretation is that he did it. He abandoned everything and everyone because he was doing what he was doing to save right. them because he loved them right. so much. Yeah, That's, that's the only way it, yeah. he knew how to show. Yeah. And like you could say you might that might be implying that that wall of pictures of Callie, you know, it's like, well, this is why I'm doing it. You know, this is why I'm isolating. Like, I have to stay focused on this. I've got to stay focused on stopping Gozer and stopping the end of the world for for everybody. And but mainly, you know, his his daughter ended up being maybe his main motivation. I don't know. And do we ever I know who? Would, the, yes, I think that is who the, the mother is. That. No, they could have. I wish they'd have 
That's like, I wish it was Janine. That's what is missing from the I movie. wish it was Janine because that was what was set up in the very first movie was their romance. Yeah. And then with the coin thing. Well, but she ultimately ended up with Lewis. Well, we don't know Maybe that. Not. They could have yeah. just shit canned that and, you know. Ghostbusters 4. Uh, Lewis new generation. I don't want to see Lewis again unless he's matured as a character. I don't want oh. him to be some bumbling dummy I like think, he was in the other ones. I you know what I mean? They would do it better. That, I would just kind of get annoyed. Yeah. Or at least uh, make up for not putting him to better use, you know, as a character. Sure. So, yeah. I do. To... Oh, yeah. oh, one more thing. Oh, Bakeem, Bakeem Woodbine. Uh, Joel from Halo? the Halo yeah. show, Soren. Soren, yeah. that was cool. I watched it. I watched it with my dad this movie a few weeks ago, and I I just recognized him because I you know watched Halo the show last year. I was like, oh, I forgot he was mm -hmm. in here. And then of course you mentioned it, Spencer. It wouldn't be a Ghostbusters movie without a uh, jail scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They have to <laughs> all we're jail. missing is the mayor. <laughs> yeah. Phoebe straight up fucking almost kills him with the proton gun in the, in the jail. She didn't mean it. Fuck yeah, she, she did. didn't mean it. I love how also Gary, he's like, um, well, we went, we had Chinese food. We went to jail where I don't think we're ever going to top this. And then there's act three. <laughs> and what happens? Q. Uh, I do love how they brought in just a couple more things. The Kunguska blast over the Kunguska blast right, over Siberia. Yeah, yeah. That reference over the different of years of the occurrences of whatever. The biggest paranormal event since the Tunguska blast of 1909. Ah, uh, Paul Rudd. What's the deal with him and Baskin Robbins? I yeah, you like that? Well, what Ant Man reference. Was that an overt Ant-Man reference? Because they referenced the Baskin-Robbins thing again in the trailer for Quantumania. I think that's like a Paul Rudd thing. I think it's a Paul point. Rudd running joke. Mm -hmm. I do I do love the... Why go ahead. Walmart what, you so, like that Walmart MP? scene was fun, but it was... Was this like during the pandemic where uh, no he was... In there. Why was he walking? You hear the distant screams, but it's like, who's getting... No one else is there. And what's that? And nobody walk? does anything. It's just what's a scream that walk and then, huh? that he does. Well, and while we're back on the Walmart thing, you guys, uh, you guys catch the ring, ring theory, imagery there. Can you at uh, coming out of the Walmart, the dog bursting through the door? Yeah. Oh, bursting through the door. All yes. Lewis's apartment. Beethoven. Oh, yeah, also, right. Speaking of going through the door, I love when he enters the Walmart, he flies through the door, and then the door opens. Like, <laughs> the spirit flies through the door, everything's oh, fine, yeah. and it's like, <laughs> Yeah, that was um, good. The they threw in that, that Walmart door shit. Um, for, for the viewers in Texas. Oh, I love the, the dating scene. The dating scene, how we're spending a little bit, we're investing a little time in setting you up notes? Callie yeah. and Gary. Okay, yeah, I was taking <laughs> notes. 
Oh, and I, okay. I actually did know, I did know Gruberson is me <laughs> at the beginning of that date, just nerding out. So Nintendo 64 came out in 1996 and oh my gosh, it was a revelation in 3D graphics. Super Mario 64, oh my gosh, the way you could move Mario around and I'm just picturing the girl going like, yeah, <laughs> that I, funny, you're supposed to laugh, but please laugh, please laugh. <laughs> yeah. Man, I gotta tell you, that's funny. La, yes, I, 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 let me, well, let me tell you why. Not only because that I joke, but because evil. it sets up, it sets up the, uh, what are you doing with your I'm fingers? Trying, He's stretching I'm giving them. Don't a worry signal, about it. but I guess I'm just shitty Wolverine. I don't know. I guess yeah, so. He is. It's sh- that's not Freddy Krueger. That's Wolverine. Ah! <laughs> Transformers. That's three claws. That's Wolverine. Anthony man. Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> Can we do those? She did it. She's the one. <laughs> I was just minding my own business, playing video games, and then she came in. I have done nothing wrong my entire life. Hey, man, I'm still the virgin. Okay. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> anyway, no. Okay. Finally, the point. It's setting up this relationship, a meaningful relationship between Gary and Callie, because she explains, oh. He's trying to dig deeper into the relationship about her and her ex-husband, see if this is going to be viable between them. And she says, oh, we get a little information about, well, he was good with Trevor, but he just couldn't connect with Mm -hmm. Phoebe. And she talks about how she struggles to connect with Phoebe sometimes because I really do think she might, she's on the spectrum. And how he says, oh, I love Phoebe. She's awesome. She's just a quirky young girl. And you can see her smiling at him. And it's like, you're giving me the answer that I want to hear, that you can, I can trust in you because you, unlike my ex, will love both my kids. But also, don't get too close because you're much older. And then Spencer turns it into pedo joke. Yeah, that's all right. Hmm? (laughs) Thank you for the seal of approval, "Hmm, Joel. What? (laughs) Like how Joel, yeah, it's all right. All right. Because if you don't did, feed into I it, thought, it won't carry it on. It was weird when Muncher flies through the place and like leaves a whoosh between yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, uh, I guess we're going to pretend that... All right. Somebody broke wind or like, okay. I don't know. Sure. Also, there's CRT emitters in the proton pack. It's yeah, missing two more. CRT emitters. We learn more about that in Act 3 if you want to do. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Oh, one more thing, and then I'm serious. One more thing. You see, this was in the the extended Heidi's turn to Jeff Goldblum. In the extended uh, Easter egg thing was the mold spores and fungus collection in the basement in the lab. Did you guys see that? Uh uh-uh. uh I I did miss it. Okay, let's move on. Act three. Uh, that's my line. Dick bag. <laughs> Dick boy. Dick boy. Okay. Flat Have you missed us? Those are the Gozarian. The name of the county of Somerville, state of Oklahoma, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, all the members of Ducks Unlimited, the Association for the Advancement of Retired Persons, I command you under the National Invasive Species Act to depart this world immediately. Bravo. I think she remembers us. Are you 
A god? Ray? Oh, come on, Ray. Yes. Yeah, we're all gods. Yeah, I mean, we're all pretty dang special down here. On a personal note, I thought that we had busted up for good. I mean, it wasn't working for me. My friends didn't think so. I know yours did. Okay, playtime's over. Let's toast this muffin. Light him up. Act three. The teens suit up, and it's the next generation of busters. It's Gozer time, and we are equipped to take it down. The farm is one big trap, but it needs a jump start. The new busters are on the scene, and they save Mama Spangler. Lucky gets dogged, and the big trap malfunctions. But just when you think all hope is lost. Hey, Flat Top, Ray, Winston, and Bill freaking Murray. Uh, Peter Venkman. The original Ghostbusters show up with their proton packs, and they just start talking shit to Gozer. Like, yeah, you know I'm fucking... They got their packs, they light it up, but it's still not quite enough. Phoebe fires hers up, and all of a sudden, just when you think uh, she's not strong enough, a ghost hand helps her. And it's Egon in the afterlife. Then he joins the originals in this amazing moment to take down Gozer again. Egon, Ghost Egon, gets to say goodbye to his family and the Ghostbusters and ascend into the sky to a nice love letter that reads simply for Harold. Mm -hmm. The mid-credits scene shows us <laughs> Sigourney fucking Weaver with Peter Vankman and she's quizzing him with the cards and he marked the cards and she's zapping him to get him back for when he zapped the students. But the post-post-credits scene shows us Winston talking to Janine about the Ghostbusters legacy. He goes back to the firehouse. He owns the firehouse and he brings in the Ecto-1 as a red light flashes on that ghost trap thing. The grid. And the grid. Shut it down! The containment the grid. grid, yes. Setting up a sequel. Which just was announced that Gil Keenan is going to direct. I don't know who the fuck that Jason is. Jason Reitman producing. Gil Keenan wrote, co-wrote this movie oh. with Jason wow. Reitman. Is it right. Reitman? Reitman? Reitman. Yeah, when, Got it. <clears throat> so is that like an active development? Yes. And the returning, the cast members will be returning. It will be in like, I think it, I read it will be in New York, the setting. Well, I would think so. Are the originals going to be in this one too? I don't know. What keep it in somewhere not New York? Go Pete to Lansing, Venkman Michigan. From the oh thing, uh, Pete Venkman from the Home Office. Uh, thanks for pitching in. <laughs> love your Man. style. Love your attitude. And who's this? Callie Spengler. Spengler. <laughs> what a name! What a weird name. Uh, best of luck with that. That was such a cool. Like we're gonna I'm have so Coco glad. inside. What else that, did he say after that? He said was something spoiled. I don't know, but... Like, yeah, it could have been a better line, but just them showing up. It's like, 
I knew it. I, I figured Ray would show up. But when I saw the other two, I was like, oh, yeah, I don't even really have an emotional connection to the past one. But I they I get it. This is cool. It's mm-hmm. doing them justice. And then when you get the shot of the four originals, man, come on, dude. Like, I they like did how- it. They brought when, him back as a ghost. When Egon does, it just kind of shows up next to him. They're all just kind of like, just like staring. <laughs> oh yeah, you. I see Ray smiling, but and then he, no. you know, I'm sorry, and I should have called, and I thought you'd show yeah, and up. And all the sentimental stuff like, that makes all, you cry. Yeah, I figured you'd show cool. up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but one thing I will say, I can't blame uh, Peter Venkman. Uh, for pretending he had a relationship with this gozer, because come on, um, Olivia Wilde, you cast uh, an actress like Olivia Wilde. And, oh yeah, it's hard to um, not like gozer, I, right? I used to love Olivia. Gozer, Wilde. I hardly knows her. <laughs> lover, lover in Tron Legacy. That's my my the first thing I saw her in Tron Legacy. She's great in that. And I was, we saw it in theaters, and she was playing Girls of the Gozerian. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, okay. Right. So why didn't they get the original actress or model? She's still alive. Is she? She's too old. <laughs> Probably well, too I mean, old. That's valid. It goes her like eternally yeah. young or like never. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to get it, got to get it hot. But <laughs> I, okay. yeah, she, okay. That to me, with the, what we know, what what we know, we don't know. These are just accusations about the Bill Murray, all the drama going around social media in the news these days. Yeah, it it doesn't look the best. Oh, okay. But I see. I see. It goes in line with the character. Yeah, it's. For the, I don't it, even think about that shit when I watch movies. That's the thing. Is oh, you know, what I'm trying to say is it. With people might go into this movie, you know, having not seen it or not mm. known about it, and then Bill Murray will go with, or Peter will say the stuff about, "Oh, we're done, we're done, we're done, baby. babe," or whatever he said, and they'll be like, "Oh, well, of course, Bill Murray is saying this kind of stuff because it's again, he's a method actor, and he, like I said in a couple episodes ago, it's almost like he plays himself in this in these movies or with himself because that's his style of humor." But at the time, it didn't. I mean, I'm kind of indifferent to it now. By the way, I'm not saying that if the allegations are true, we give it a pass. Mm. I'm not saying that at all. Sounds like that's what I'm you're just saying. saying. I I just don't think about it when I think about it. Doesn't. I hate to Look, say that I, I'm indifferent to it because I don't mean to poo-poo people's accusations. I get what you're saying. It almost, okay. What Christian's trying to say what to sum he it up potentially is, has done. What he's done on set. That's all locker room talk. Boys will be boys. Well, you shouldn't touch. Well, huh. what I would Davis, say is Gina if Davis I lived in Texas. I'm, I don't even. The Gina Davis. Maybe stuff, I'm just you know. an ignorant piece of shit, but I just. You are. It's gotten but, to okay, a point nowadays I'm, where there's so many different. Oh, this person did this 20 years ago. And blah, blah. not saying that they should be held. They shouldn't be held accountable. accountable right, but right, like. Right. I don't spend my energy as much on knowing the nitty gritty 
uh, I am aware that I've seen a couple headlines about Bill Maher and stuff like that, but like you're saying Gina right. Davis and like, I don't even know the details and stuff like that. So I think I'm not going to talk it's, all about it. It, it takes on the, on it, the show. It takes a very certain kind of person uh, to go into a movie like Ghostbusters Afterlife and see that scene in the movie and decide that decide to think about real life Bill Murray and then <laughs> well, connect it that. kind of blends in with but some of these. This is his things. character. Like, think about the first fucking. I get that. I get that. Ghostbusters movie. You know? Oh, absolutely. Dear God, absolutely. look at his be- behavior towards Dana. You know. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. come on. It's totally in character. It's totally in character. I get that, and it fits. And I and I, I like that it's in character like that. It's it's amusing. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'll probably get canceled for what I just said because I wasn't. I was <laughs> too insensitive. I don't know. No, oh, you made a valid. Point. I almost wish we I didn't do bring have it to up. kick it's you not off the to show, sweep, but... It's not to sweep it under. I don't mean to sweep it under the rug and say it's not important. I just don't. Maybe I shouldn't have brought it up on this particular probably shouldn't uh, platform. Or I don't know, but I. Why are you doing Palpatine over there? Dark <laughs> banana. I I like the Ray. I like the Ray callback to the I'm first actually a movie. Snitch. Where he's like. In the name of the county of Somerville, state of Oklahoma, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife (laughs) Service, all the members of Ducks Unlimited, the Association (laughs) for the Advancement of Retired Persons, I command you under the (laughs) National Invasive Species Act to depart this world immediately. Citing every possible authority. (laughs) And that... Then Peter, bravo. Yeah. (laughs) I like like the callback to the, are you a god? Come on, Ray. Come on, Ray. Yeah. Yes. We yes. all are gods. <laughs> Let's yeah, toast this good. muffin. Toast this muffin. That man. was good. That was really good. I love it. And I, Ooh, like I love that sound. I love that yeah. sound. So guys, I just thought of what all I was right. trying to say way earlier in the show. When I caught a reference to, or a, you know, a call, a oh, yeah. call back to something or homage. Phoebe versus Gozer was totally oh, a yeah. Harry Potter Voldemort thing going on there. Yeah. That's what I was sure trying to was. think of. Mm-hmm. That, that, was, that was kind of the With homage the help of there. the dead parents. Yeah. Yep. No, I'm thinking more Ray versus Palpatine. Stop. No. I thought they were just going to show his hand and it was going to be implied, but when they pant or uh, tilted up and it was him, and I love how they didn't, he didn't have a line. They didn't, it was oh, just Oh, I know. That would have totally, that would have broken it. Well, yeah. it's 2022 the... or 21. They could have made it work. I mean, yes, they yeah, could but have. Why? Yeah. It it but what they didn't need it, to. It's it more. No, it speaks louder emotionally having him just emote and react to the people around him than him speaking, which people would people would do the oh it doesn't. People would do a Chris Pratt Mario on the thing and say that Sometimes. it doesn't sound right. The loudest words are those not said. In this case, yeah. it works Christian better. Christian should adhere to that once in a while. I know. <laughs> I should, actually, for real. I, I agree with you. Hey. One more thing. More like one less thing. <laughs> was her... Was Callie... Okay. 
This is going to tie into your whole, oh, Christian doesn't like women. Do you think she was an exotic dancer at one point? I'm sure. Callie, why would that translate because of how to, she went down the fire pole? Why would that translate to don't like not liking women? That would because just, you're, oh, there's Christian make sexualizing again. No, I <laughs> then I don't remember that. I maybe, maybe. All right, that is there last, a problem that was with, with so do you guys? Uh, I think they shouldn't have shown the dog. They shouldn't have shown the dog. If that's her own choice. They shouldn't have shown. Like they if have she shown wants to be a pole dog, dancer, she could just be a pole dancer. Joel, do you hole. want to speak to this? They they show the smoke coming down the hole, and then they show <laughs> her. They show her like. <clears throat> Do you think she was an exotic dancer? <laughs> they saw the smoke coming right out of the hole. You know those exotic dancers, they always got smoke coming out of their holes. <laughs> they always got gimmicks up there. <laughs> what? Lighting off firecrackers and shit. That's dangerous. That'll leave a scar. <laughs> wow. No, she could have been. What the hell? She that she could have been, Christian. I think I don't remember no, how I'm, she went down the pole. I was just thinking cause she wrapped her leg around the pole like she knew how to do it. I, like, I think you're like, having fantasies like back to there. the dog. I'm gonna skip the dog thing. I would just say, don't show her. Don't show the dog jumping out of the black, out of the shadows. Just show her. Oh, that like, was terrifying. Hear, just oh, show yeah. her hear something and then cut to black and then no, play a I roar disagree. or something. Don't show the jump scare. I disagree. No, I disagree. I love with that you. jump scare. That's so fine. So we're moving forward from. And when she opinion. turned her head, that was creepy. Her eyes and. There is no body. Oh. And then like, when she caresses freaking podcast. Are you oh. the key master? Man. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Phoebe, I'll what say, do I do? I'll say she's a babe. <laughs> yeah. Mom. Mom. Gary Coon. Stop. Yeah. Of Gone Girl fame. She's also in Infinity War. And she Endgame. is. In a terribly... The horribly done CGI whatever. face that could have just been makeup. Oh yeah, that the CGI was awful. Could have been on makeup her. on her. Like could have been makeup. Whatever. Thanos will get what he wants. Proxima Midnight. More yeah. like. <sighs> so this movie was really good. <laughs> yeah, more like nothing. Anyway. Oh, and then oh, they guys, we got to rank them. We what? gotta give the score. Oh, yeah, we didn't. And remember. I still have the recap. I don't have any numbers. I you forgot. can think of them while I do the recap if you'd like. Are you gonna do the recap rap? Yep. And I went back okay. to a rap. Just uh At, we can finish okay. our thoughts first. Yeah. Oh, okay.
Leon was the brains. Ray was the heart. Peter just kept it cool. Mm-hmm. Who are you? The sex appeal. <laughs> <laughs> You've done very well for yourself. A lot of shelf space. Well, see, that's the thing. I don't do it for me. I do it for my kids, and I want to be an example of what's possible. You still covering the rent at Ray's bookshop? Ray's gonna turn a profit one of these days. <laughs> I remember the day you came in. I came in looking for a steady paycheck. But Busts and Ghosts with the guys taught me not to be afraid. That I had the tools and I had the talent. I started this business with one employee. And I've grown it into a thriving global enterprise. I may be a businessman, but I will always be a Ghostbuster. You have anything left on that before we get to our final area, final area, whatever segment? What, do, what does anyone have to say about Act Three? I they can start. Strong. So, <laughs> oh, Christian has a lot to fucking say. Phoebe, when she is being helped by Egon, fantastic moment. You kind of knew it was coming, but they did it so well and. Mm-hmm. There's not much more you can say about about it than it was just it was done very 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 well. There's some odd things going on with the face on the on Egon on the character's face just because it's digital. But for the most part, the effect emotionally, technically, is sound. It's very well done. Shows very much respect to the actor to the character. Just. They did a force ghost type thing, and it worked magnificently in how it meshed with the other characters. Just they excellent. did what Rise of Skywalker should have done. Should have right. done. Like we mentioned, they yes. did it right. They did what they should have done. Like they this ended on that. a big loud fart, and then the <laughs> let, let me let me not this. This ended like a like the grand finale of the fireworks. Rise of Skywalker ended like a wet fart. Uh-huh. Right. Rise At the Skywalker. end of Yeah, yikes. Um, I liked Phoebe. And I'm sorry that I have to say that. I'm sorry that this is a reality where that, that came out of my mouth. But. I liked how the boss battle was Gozer. I liked how... Oh, yes. And I know technically you could say that about the first one because... What form of the destructor? Whatever the fuck. But this is like, no, it's actually Gozer. You're gonna, she's gonna be like level 100 difficulty. Um, She's gonna fucking sit there and uncross the beams and fucking whip. Yeah. uh, And just. They made her menacing, they made her an actual threat. Or Instead it, of the David Bowie it's version. It's not a they. he or a her. Yeah. Let's... They. Yeah, oh, Christian. Okay. 
Canceled today. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> that solidifies that it. Also, it goes. Uh, there's a whole bunch of ring theories going on. You have the the terror dogs. How they they crack them open? Thank you. Well, you said Thanks. a bunch. The terror dogs crack open to to be their love interests. Yep. Gary Gruberson and Lucky. And you get my hands hurt from galloping. Yeah. <laughs> from from Paul Rudd. And Paul. it's also podcasts being covered in marshmallows. Like they yep. all were covered in marshmallows at the end of the first one. Yep. Um the chase scene at the end as they, they trap they trap Zool uh, in the temple and run away with it. After they rescue mom and they're driving through the town and going back to the dirt farm. That's uh, a mirror to the beginning of the movie. It circles back to the beginning of the movie. Just, you know, different circumstances. They're finishing what Egon started. It's a beautiful message that it's the young people. It's the next generation that are finishing what one of the originals started. And that this is what this movie does so well is that it takes legacy characters and a story and successfully hands it to another generation without being accused of being woke and just being too too shifting to modern sensibilities as, as you as it were you know what i'm saying yes i do normally you shouldn't ever say you know what i'm saying cuz no, that's I'm kind saying. of grasping for approval <clears throat> it's yeah, like but, the same as saying as you know but they did it so freaking well without any controversy. And mm -hmm. I, I don't want this movie to go down as like, oh, well, this is a course correction. This is, this is like victorious for all the naysayers about 2016. Like, so they feel entitled and that their hatred of the last movie led to this. Yeah. It I, did, I but think, we don't I want hate, it to I don't want to think of it, of that being involved in this. But this movie is just excellent. The way they ended it, holy crap, it's so good. It's yes. very touching, and it's just excellent. There is a callback to when, you know, they're doing their debriefing scene where they're going over the farm and what the plan is and about Gozer and, the, and all that. With the Evo, Shandor as well, like in the prison. J.K. Simmons. And then uh, there's a thing between Trevor and Phoebe where she – She's explaining something to him, and and Trevor's like, "Couldn't you? Would it hurt if you just explained it to me like a normal person?" Kind of like how uh, Peter says that to Ray. He's like, "Just pretend I don't know about this or that and the other thing, yeah, and just give it to me straight." I like that. That was cool. But one of the biggest things I wanted to mention was kind of you could consider a breakthrough character moment. When if you look at Phoebe on the shot when Egon is ascending into the stars, yeah, his spirit is is ascending up up there. You can see Phoebe like breaking down in tears. Yeah, and for somebody with autism who has trouble showing their emotions like other people do, I I think that's a very powerful moment, even though it's not like a close up shot or anything. Just seeing the character react that way and thinking about all the help that he and her, him guiding her through the story of the movie. And also Trevor, too. He helps with the car. 
it makes Egon it more helps powerful. With the car. Like, yo, this is what got it's meaningful. Like, this is an emotion she can actually like. She felt the same as what anybody might. I yeah. And it, it, I, I think the audience can buy it partially because of how personal the movie is to the filmmakers with Ivan and Jason making the movie together and then having yeah. uh, Harold Ramis's family be involved. It's a very much a family-oriented picture. And that emotion and how this film was made earnestly and with heart and with purpose and meaning really adds to how great the movie actually is. It's like, oh, it's a Ghostbusters movie. But no, it's got a lot more to it than that. It's the it's okay, a Ghostbusters legacy film. Also, I, the, the, the whole scene like at the farmhouse when Phoebe holds the thing out and Lucky comes out of the house, says, hey, and then shoots off the proton yeah, pack. That was and you cool. can see it shoot past Phoebe's head and see the, yeah. the glare and the mm -hmm. glasses briefly. Badass like shot. I, I like loved that. it. That was cool. Stay puffed. Mini marshmallows are funny. Sarah Natterchenny. Yeah, oh, yeah. Who's she that? voices some of them, or one of them. She's part of that ensemble of voices who joined the... Sarah Natterchenny is a voice actress that I had the opportunity Pikachu. of hosting her panel at Grand Rapids Comic Con. She is the current mm -hmm. voice and since 2006 of Ash Ketchum. I was so close and I didn't even know. Dude, I love also, yes, that is very cool, Joel. Thanks. I wish I could have been at that. It would have been cool. <laughs> I, think I, had to, I think I had to work. I can't remember what I was doing, but I would have went to that panel if I could. But I Your also want to- Your career aspirations mean nothing to me. I had to work. Part of the, <laughs> I like how they tied Muncher's nature into how they get the proton pack back in the trap like it like him eating all the metal oh, yeah, shit yeah. Oh, ties yeah, back yeah. in to the plot later by him eating yeah. through the the jail within a jail for sure for sure did you find any weapons no just some more stupid guns <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty yeah but i i, I kind of yeah, just ba basically gave my whole movie thoughts right there. It's well, fantastic. that's good. We're at it's that. It's one of point. my favorite movies. It's one of my favorite movies. Joel, before I recap it, do you have any final thoughts? I'm just writing down my numbers. Uh, no, oh, I. This is this is where the story continues for me. This is where. Uh, you know, it, it's it's always going to be one, two, an afterlife for me. Uh, I think that the minds behind Ghostbusters would have would have done better if they would have just waited a bit, just cut out the done this. If you look at the grand scheme of things, like what the fuck did we need a reboot for? You know if this was going to happen, you know? Uh, so now that <sighs> kind of feels like wasted energy on the, on, on their part, 2016 crew, because it's like, well, you rebooted the universe. 
that was just going to be continued the way it should have always been continued. So I don't know. This what I'm trying to say is this is a damn good movie and as a as a Ghostbusters fan this fulfills the and continues the story, the legacy story as it should. And there's really no no other way to the to say that. Mm-hmm. And of course I already mentioned my personal sentimental emotional connection to it and mm-hmm. reaction to that. So uh yeah, I don't know. I just I going off of that, Joel, I I was thinking about that too cuz I when I watched this movie just recently, you know, with the people we've lost, I would find myself I find myself thinking like, "Oh, what it like dreaming, daydreaming or imagining what an encounter like that would be with like my own mom or somebody in our family if we had an like an Egon Spengler type moment of re- oh, a re- a brief reunion of mm-hmm. sorts in that manner." Or maybe somebody is, somebody's up there guiding us and giving us signs here and there, like the lamp and those sorts of things. Yeah. It's like, oh, is my mom doing that for me? She doing, giving me little signs or, or even God, even as a, yeah. Or God sending cardinals or messengers to show that, oh, your mom's watching you. She's, she's with you or however the cardinal thing works. That's how I see it. Yep. The cardinals like I've that. had moments of of grief and I look out and I see a cardinal and it's oh okay that's reassuring that's yeah this this movie made me think of that and it that's moved me a good me connection on this re these reviewings for sure for sure for sure and this movie made it made all the other ones uh worthwhile for me because, I mean, you know, the first two, I was dozing. I was dozer, the dozerian. I knew you were going there. And then 2016 perked me back up. And this one just really, you know, it did. It made it all worthwhile. And hey, if they make another one, I'm in. We're going to go see it. I'll go see it in theaters. My first ever Ghostbusters in theaters. I'll be there. I'll be there. But before that... You guys ever heard the song Just a Friend by Biz Marquis? When you say he's just a friend When you say oh. he's just a friend Oh, baby That song? No. Well, well I, guess, I did the Ghostbusters version of that So Christian Shabam Plank Have you ever met a girl that you tried to date But then she got possessed You weren't the key to her gate let me tell you a story of Dr. Venkman. He and the Ghostbusters bought a fire station. The library ghost left sticky ectoplasm. It almost looked like Joel had an orgasm. Then they got a call from the Sedgwick Hotel. They was walking through the hall and finding ghostly jail. Slimer the ghost was the one they caught first. Little did they know that they'd encounter much worse. Dana has some demons named Zul and Vince. She finds a Hellgate when she opens up a fridge. Ghosts are emerged and some hell dogs too. And then Lewis totally got possessed. No more Dana, only Zul. Ghostbusters started shooting from their proton packs. Then they were met with a lightning hand attack. Goza asked if Ray was a god. He said no, but he knew the weakness of this. It was Stay Puff. 
Come on! Gozer didn't even stand a chance. This is what they sing. You, are you gonna call? When you have a spook, a ghost. When you have a spook, a ghost. Oh, baby, they got what you need. When you open a hell gate. When you open a hell gate. Oh, Dana, you got what Pete needs. Then you have an awkward kiss. Then you have an awkward kiss. So now Dana B has a new baby The stroller moves on its own through the city Gotta get the team here to stay Get Egon, Peter V, Winston and Ray They were out of business, here's the story I'll keep it kinda simple so it don't get boring The crew dug a hole and found a river Of ectoplasm goo that was familiar Then there was a painting of an evil dude His name was Vigo, the baby he pursued The busters hitch a ride from Lady Liberty And once again saved the whole damn city The franchise was established, everything was smooth Naturally in 2016 we had to reboot Cameos from all the classic cast Lady Ghostbusters wanna kick Rowan's ass Who you gonna call man? Oh just talk to Kevin Don't give me Kev, he's a dumbass But he's hot you got what I need But you're really fucking dumb But you're really fucking dumb Oh Kevin, you just should not speak Cause you make my eardrums numb You make my eardrums numb Oh Kevin, you stop talking please Hang up the fucking phone not the one in the aquarium So we go to Somerville for a visit Strange activity is happening in it BB goes to summer school and meets podcast Her brother Trevor starts out as an outcast We quickly learn their family isn't regular BB and Trev's grandpa was Egon Spangler He helps him from the afterlife, goes to his back But this time it's Olivia Wilde on the attack Kelly and Gruberson are used as puppets Phoebe and the gang try to disrupt it The action is paused for a very short moment Phoebe speaks to her mom about her resent The big battle happens, the teens aren't enough Oh snap! Guess who shows up? The original Busters, ready to roast Emotions fly high when Egon's a ghost Everyone hugs and it's a happy end so never ever forget the power of your friends. Your friends. Your friends. Your friends. Like us on Facebook and shit. Ah man, I went back to a rap song for you, Christian. I know you've been you've been missing that flair. I like the raps. And I my like voice needed rap. a my voice needed a little break from trying to sound good singing. So Amen there's to that. that. I know. <laughs> well, fuck you. Okay. <laughs> How do we do the numbers? I got mine or the ready. Ratings oh, or whatever. Um, I, I have mine ready. Um, well, I'll go first to tell you. I'll go yeah, first. Thank you. So, uh, for Ghostbusters, the original Ghostbusters, I gave it the score of a seventy-four. So sue me. You for, bitch. Okay. For Ghostbusters <laughs> two. For Ghostbusters 2, I gave I had the same ballpark, same sport, 
I gave it a 73. Ghostbusters answer the call. What I really wanted to do was give this a higher one than both of those. Just to piss you guys off, but I didn't. I did, however, I still gave it a 70. Because I enjoyed it. And then Ghostbusters Afterlife. Carrying the team. I gave a whopping 86. For a total of 76. And again, what we're doing here, listeners, is the Finn score, the final important necessary score. That's how we rank them, and uh, this, this is how we'll rank them. Yep. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Joel, go ahead. I'm going to shit all over what you just threw out there for numbers. First one, Ghostbusters original <sighs> film gets a 90% A- minus, just because of the there's some problematic content in there. Second one, Ghostbusters 2 is going to be an 85. We're going to give it a B um, just because Janusz. That's it. Um, in um, <laughs> 2016, <Wow. laughs> I'm giving a 60 uh, because I don't want to completely flunk them, but uh, you tool. Man, that was D minus material. Uh, Afterlife, Afterlife gets a 97 from me. Because a 97? Yeah, there, there, like there, there's some wow. uh, maybe connective, there's some confusion, some cloudiness, sure. but other than that, it's a perfect movie. Uh, and that for me it gives you a total score a the average for all those. Okie dokie. Christian. 80. Yep. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm giving Nailed 82 it. Ghostbusters 1, 80 for Ghostbusters 1. It's iconic comedy from the 80s and Sure. A little slow, but I like it. 78 for Ghostbusters 2. I I'm not a huge fan of the plot. I just read an article recently saying that they modeled their sequel after Ghostbusters 2 as a, a good example of how to do a sequel, but that's not yeah, what I've heard it. from reviews or from popular opinion about Ghostbusters 2. I've always heard it was underwhelming. But it's the dialogue's hilarious. I enjoy it. It's still good, but it's slightly less good than the original in terms, personal terms. And then for Afterlife, golly, Joel. You didn't you, do 2016. Oh, I know, forgettable. Anyway, <laughs> Joel's like, see, that's how fucking forgettable it is. Um, twenty sixteen. I'll give it a. I'll I'll give it a seventy five. <laughs> seventy five. It's good. It's funny. It made me laugh more than the original, but it doesn't have the staying power. And so afterlife seventy eight plus. No afterlife. You gotta tell us afterlife. Plus, I know. I'm just adding it up. Okay, fair right enough. Now. Afterlife. Uh, I'm going to give it a 98. I'll go a step beyond. I'll go a step beyond. Because almost everything about it is so well executed. I mean, it takes kind of a left turn in the characterization of Egon. But then you can get back into the whole, well, it's been 30 years. People change within that time period. Just It's the same thing with Luke Skywalker. But I think ultimately they stuck the landing. It's such a good, well-crafted, well-made film. It's it's really that good. 
and I encourage everybody to watch it, even if you haven't seen any of the other Ghostbusters movies. It's so fantastic. And the music, we didn't even talk about the music. It captures the essence with the original right, themes from Elmer yep. Bernstein. Yep, yep. With Rob Simonson doing the, the score. Such a good score. I've been listening to it a lot lately. And it's just so well done. I love it. The Ghostbusters good. theme from the old 80s movie. It's awesome. So that is 80 plus 78 plus 75 plus 98 equals divided by. Good math. What? Four. Divided by four. 80. It's 82.75. Do we round 83. up? Yep. So 83. 83. All right. Three. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's that's fair enough. Okay. So that is that puts it. Let me tell you this. Your new rankings, I'm gonna tell you in just a second. At all right. Number seven, high school musical with a sixty-five. Number six, hocus pocus with a seventy-six. Number five, Independence Day, 77, tied with Ace Ventura with a 77. Number three, Ghostbusters with an 81. Number two, Harry Potter, 86. And number one, obviously, Top Gun. That's inflated. This was fun. This was a fun one. This was a really fun one. But with... The holiday season coming up. Well, Joel, I think I think you had a little presentation for us for what we're doing, a little holiday special. No. What? <laughs> you, no. Yeah, we're gonna you were go gonna over, but okay. You were gonna reveal it. We're gonna give you we're gonna give you the reveal. I'm gonna give it to you. I'm gonna pass you the reins. So uh, all Tell right, us in your well, own words. Uh, coming in, uh, 111 episodes of Sequel Men the Podcast coming in with our 112th episode. Uh, Chevy Chase Christmas Classic. Watch it 17 times a year. Uh, a drum roll, please. Oh, uh, drum roll. <laughs> Yes, Christmas Christmas vacation is what we're doing next. We're going on Christmas vacation, baby. Happy crisis. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Happy crisis. I'm excited about this because I really do watch it about 17 times a a December. And it's going to be a one-off. It'll end season three and we'll tell you what we're doing next. But uh, Joel's excited. For once, Christian's excited as usual, and I'm pumped as I always am. But uh, we'll save our. Th- I'm actually I'm going to watch it. The special presentation here at Grand Rapids with the Chevy Chase. Oh yeah, that's right. Q and A afterwards, which I thought you guys also no. were. Huh. Well, when is it? The twenty-first. Can't do it. I will see if I can record something I for you guys. I will be in Frankenstein. No, don't do that. 
Will I? Maybe not. I don't know. Oh, more like fucking Muth, dude. <laughs> Just kidding. Anyway, that's what we're doing. Uh, Ghostbusters was fun. I'm fine. I'm glad I finally got it. Even if it's watched it, even if it's just for to get the references. I, I I truly cannot wait for the next one. I feel like I know it, like the front and back, back to front. I don't even think I'll like need to watch it. But so before we record now, but I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna. See, I'm not into it as much as you guys are. I've seen it a few. I've seen it like three, four times. But wow, I'm not like a huge fan. I'm not mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm gonna bust a nut to Christmas Vacation. Like well, you. I am. Okay. Um. Okay, Christian. Anyway, play us out. That's a good way to end it. Uh, thank it you all for listening to Sequelman the podcast. Uh, this has been one of the best episodes, maybe. That's that's subjective, but. It's this has been an, an episode based on a fantastic movie. I'm glad we got to talk about it. Um, you finally we talked me into we Ghostbusters. Ho- yeah, I know. That's what makes me happy about it too. Now you finally know what it's all about. And we hope you guys, through listening to these episodes, learned what it's all about as well and had a good time doing it. Thank you for tuning in. You can tune into all of our other episodes on Sequelman the Podcast Podbean episode page, our official website. Or through, you know, wherever you like to listen. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all that good shit. Pandora. Yeah, I don't know and if you think our uh, speakeasy or whatever the hell that <laughs> website's called, but we don't got anything in it. I don't know. Speakpipe. There. I don't know if anyone's left yeah, us anything. Pipe. Send a speakpipe up your... We're also on the, the Facebook, okay? That's where we are. That's pretty much it, yeah. Um, Joel, uh, what else? That fucking email address, sequelman19 at uh, <laughs> gmail.com if you want to send us hate mail. Uh, I have a website, uh, jpvoicedj.com <laughs> if you want to send me hate mail. Um, so I'll, Get in line. Uh, we'll look forward to your hate mail. Yep. And with Oper- that... Op- very optimistic and with that we can't wait until that's right christian take it away that's right christian because here at sequel men the podcast all films films are are created created sequel sequel. (laughs) that was like the snl sketch garth and cat